הרן מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של דרנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתים, שוכני עפר, קדושים השאר בארץ המה. ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש, צדיק יש לו דורם, נחנו במקום חוכמה, רבנו נחמן מצגי, נענח נחמן נחמן מאומן. זכותם תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל, אמן. עכשיו בעזרת השם, תלוויגן גצולן תורה ל' very special Torah. <coughs> the importance of we're going to understand why we need a tzaddik. Um, a very big Torah to understand um, why today in this generation, why it's so important to rely on the true tzaddikim and to attach yourself to a tzaddik. But nonetheless, we start the Torah and we get into the conversation between Rabbi Yishua ben Hanani and the sages of Athens, um, as we're going to see right now. Meshcha de Sakina b'may katlele. I think it's the sages that ask Rabbi Yishua, how does one harvest a garden of knives? And he responds with the, with the horn of a donkey. And they respond back, does a donkey have a horn? And Yeshua answers back with the question, but is there such thing as a garden of knives? So what happened? So they brought him two types of eggs. And they asked Rabbi Yeshua, which is from the white pear and which is from the black pear. Rabbi Yeshua brought two types of cheese. And he said to them, which is from the white goat and which is from the black goat. Okay. This interaction, very, very fascinating. Let's hop right into the lesson. Okay. Rabbeinu explains that perceptions of godliness is impossible to attain, to perceive. It's impossible to perceive perceptions of Hashem except by means of contracting that light um, or through great contractions. To, con- to contract that light and to bring it down, basically. From the first cause, which is Hashem. To the cause, to us. From the great intellect to the lower intellect. Meaning to make something great, something great in understanding, something very lofty and to bring it down. That it's impossible to attain a great intellect except by means of enclosing that great intellect within a smaller intellect. Meaning the only way to attain something great, a great, a great perception is to bring it down within a lower perception. Because our brains cannot wrap around that great perception. It has to be brought to our level. For example, one who is teaching, when he wants to explain a great, a great idea to a, a student, he needs to include that concept, that great concept within a lower intellect, a smaller intellect, in order that the student is able to understand what he's trying to teach. Meaning, what's the teacher doing? He's supplying the student from the beginning with all these introductions, with all these these intellects, these small intellects, which takes him around the material. In order that this student is able to understand the intended subject. What's the intended subject we're talking about? This great intellect. So this, the teacher must give him introductions and all these sorts of introductory material in order that he's able to understand these great concepts which cannot be taught directly. That's why a person has to understand how to teach. Because 
if you try to teach everything and <laughs> unfiltered, it's impossible for the person to receive. In fact, there's many Torah where Rabbeinu explains the dangers of doing such a thing. But nonetheless, we understand naturally that Rabbeinu is explaining here to perceive God, perceptions of godliness, you cannot attain except by means of contracting that light. And now Rabbeinu explains what that is practical, how that is practical to each and every one of us. Each and every person must seek out a teacher that is fitting like this, a teacher that we just explained. And pay attention to this because this is very important. A teacher who's able to explain and to make us understand this great intellect and such a lofty idea. And what are these lofty ideas? These perceptions of godliness. Meaning, in order for us, these us small people to perceive God, we need a teacher who is able to bring down these great intellects. Meaning, because God is ultimately great, He's infinite. To bring down this infiniteness, this infinite understanding into something that we can understand. Rabbeinu explains, a person needs a very, very great Rabbi, a very great um, teacher. Who's able to explain such a great intellect by means of a small intellect as we talked about. In order that the small people can understand him. This is a huge, huge principle Rabbeinu is explaining. And this is something that across the board there's no exceptions. The smaller a person is and the further away he is from God, the greater the Rabbi he needs. As we see that at the time when Am Yisrael, the nation of Am Yisrael, was at such a low level, that in time, when was this? When we were in Egypt, in Egypt, that in Egypt, according to the Ari Kadosh, as we know, and the Zohar Kadosh and Parashat Yitro also, Zohar Kadosh, we see that we are in the 49 gates of impurity. Um, in Egypt. In Egypt, we had sunken into the 49 gates of impurity. And we needed a great, great Rav, a great teacher, an awesome teacher. Who was this? this we needed Moshe Rabbeinu only. Upon him be peace. Because the smaller and further away a person is from God, a person needs a greater teacher. That he is such an educator. That is able to enclose such a great intellect like this. And look at the words there. There's no coincidence. Uman an educator. And we know where Rabban was buried, he's in Uman, meaning the place where a person is educated by the tzaddik. And we know there's a tzaddik like Moshe Rabbeinu. Gambe Uman also. Also in Uman. So we have the merit to be there for Rosh Hashanah. But nonetheless, we, we hop back into it. We need a tzaddik, an educator who is able to teach us such lofty perceptions of God for people that are as sick as us. That we need a teacher like Moshe Rabbeinu who is able to enclose such a great and lofty intellect, meaning what? In perceptions of God to such a small and far person like us. Because the more sick a person is, the greater the doctor and the healer he needs. And this is a principle across the board. The sicker the person, the greater the doctor. 
This is why a person should never say, It's enough for me to be close to a person who is distinguished and honorable and a person who fears God. Even though he's not an outstanding, outstanding in, um, in spiritual level. I just need to be someone who is Hashem. No one outstanding. No one extraordinary. Because halavai, like, I wish I would be like first like him. Meaning a person should not say that if only I would be like this person. So why am I seeking out such a big person when I'm barely like this one who's just honorable and who fears Hashem rather than such a massive tzaddik? Meaning the massive tzaddik is not, not someone I need. Meaning this person who's lower than this massive tzaddik is enough for me because look how far I am. I could just be like him and that would be enough. Person should never say that. Alio Marken, never say such a thing. Ki for on the contrary, because according to the degree that a person knows inside himself how low he is and how far he is from God, that he's so so distant from God. Each and every person according to how much he knows in his soul. And just like this, just as much as the person is so far, according, commensurate with how far this person is, he needs to seek out for his soul, a healer that is very, very great. The greater the level he is. He needs to, meaning the lower the level, the greater the level. The lower the level this person's on, the greater the level he must seek out for a teacher. Meaning, what must a person do? He must constantly and he must constantly go go again and return and seek out again and again constantly to be able to merit to come close to such a big Rabbi. Because the smaller a person is, the greater the teacher he needs, as we saw above. And this is something, a principle that there's no exceptions with. This is why Rabbi Nathan said you must constantly be searching for the biggest tzaddik. You must constantly be searching. And there's many aspects in Nikotei Halachot with regard to this. Um, and there's um, an awesome Nikotei Halachot we're not going to get into. But um, about the idea of Shabbat. And what happens if a person finds out that he has to keep Shabbat. That he does a person finds himself in a desert and he doesn't know which day it is. How he should keep Shabbat. Shabbat is obviously a reference to the tzaddik and how a person should engage with this sort of halakha is all enclosed within the halakha. Rabbi Nathan has an awesome, awesome idea there about constantly searching for the tzaddik and searching for a greater and greater tzaddik. But nonetheless, this is for another time. Um, but this principle is extremely, extremely fundamental for us to understand. We must constantly search, search for the biggest tzaddik and it's not enough to say that I found him, that this is enough. If you find it bigger, then better. Then Baruch Hashem. And we must constantly be searching. And this is the aspect of what we call hairs. Now I'm not going to go into the depth. This is, what, this is the aspect of hairs. That the illuminations of the mind, the mentalities, they emerge as what we call hair. Hair is actually a physical emerging and manifestation of the, the, the illuminations of the mind. As we see um, in the Idra Rabbah and also in Sharm Amrei Rashbi, also Daf Bet Amud Aleph over there. This is the idea. 
The same is true of this greater intellect, which is what we call these perceptions of godliness. These are enclosed within these lower intellects. Meaning the same idea. The greater intellect or the the greater intellect is what we call the the illuminations of the mind. The lower intellect, which is where this greater intellect is enclosed in, is what we call the hairs. Meaning the hair is a physical manifest manif- like the physical manifestation of um, these intellects that are within the mind that get pushed out as hair. And this is the aspect of what it says in Tikkun Azor. Hair in a circle. What did that mean? Hair in a circle? As it's in the Zohar, Rabbeinu explains this is the aspect of Sibuvim. What does that mean? Encircling. Meaning these are the introductions that encircle, that, that go round and round, that surround and go round and round until we get to the intended subject that we talked about. This is what it means. Meaning all those those lower intellects that are there to be able to help us understand this greater intellect. This is what we call the hair in a circle. This is the reference to what we call these introductions that are necessary to teach these small people in order that we can understand this great, great lofty intellect, meaning these perceptions of God. To understand Hashem, we need a Rabbi who teaches us these um, introductions. And these introductions are what we call this, this hair. And we know that the essential aspect is the intended subject. It's not the introductions. As we see they surrounded him with two with uh, with halachot until they reached the daughter's rival. What does that mean? We find that all the halachot that they spoke of from before, this was not the essential intended subject. This was only introduction and circling ideas in order to reach the daughter's rival. What's the daughter's rival? This is what we call the intended subject. Look over there in the Gemara Mavimot to understand this. Um, understand this more. But we see there that the halacha is 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 a, a sibuvim. Is what we call encircling didor hakdamot in order to get to the tzaratabat, which is what we call the mechuvan. So the, the intended subject. This is what we call the sechelion, and then there's the introduction, which is the sechel tachton. There's black hair. There's hair in a circle. This is what we call the Sibuvim, the introduction, the Hakdamot, etc. And then there's the Sa'ara Ukama. This is the black hair. I am black, but I'm beautiful. Because what is this? I'm black, but I'm beautiful. What's Sarah Ukama? This black hair, it's a reference to what? Ki shacharut For the blackness who mikabets, it focuses and it collects et ha-re'ut, the vision um temtemoto, and it contracts it k'delirotetev in order to um, see properly. It's what we call like the pupil, the black part of the eye. Ken ha-sechel ha-tachton hu bechinat shacharut. Just like the blackness is able to help us focus and be able to see something properly, to give us clear vision, the same is true of the Sechel Tachton. This is what we call, Sechel Tachton is also considered Shacharut, blackness. That it contracts this beauty, the Yofi, and this, this, 
this na'va, this splendor of Yofi, and this beauty of this greater intellect. That's what the this lower intellect's job is in order to contract that greater intellect so that we can see clearly because the light is too big, if not. And these hairs are in the aspect of what? Shi'ura de advan de oraita. Shi'ura, the measures, the advan de oraita, the letters of the Torah. Shi'ura, obviously, Rabbanu is going to explain, explain, is the play on the words of Sa'ara, which is the hair. So Shi'ura, the advan de oraita. There's the measures of the letter of the Torah, but we're going to see that the letter of the Torah represents this aspect of Sa'ara. Hair. Ki amidvot hem chokhmot aboreit bar shemo. Now Rabbanu explains. For the mitvot are the wisdom of the Creator. May His name be blessed. Because every single commandment that God commanded us has measure, certain measurements and specifications. For example, For example, why is this mitvah commanded like so? For the fact that God's wisdom required that this mitvah be like this. And the same is true of another mitvah that the mitvah is like this. Meaning each and every mitzvah has a certain method, a certain thing that makes it unique. According to the way God designed it to be. According to God's wisdom. And each and every mitzvah in the Torah has certain letters in regard to it and words and subjects which are what we call shi'urim, measurements, and specifications and boundaries. And within these letters and these words and these subjects are contracted within them and enclosed within them the wisdom of the infinite one of Hashem. So we see here that the letters of the Torah are also this encompassment or this enclosing of this greater intellect within the small intellect because the letters enclose this great wisdom of Hashem that tells us to accomplish this mitzvah. Because through the mitzvah and through these letters now we're able to attain the perceptions of God. Meaning, if we were just commanded without these letters, there would be no way to understand it. Meaning, the letters provide a boundary, they provide a tools for us to properly act upon the mitzvah without getting lost in the light. Meaning, they make it understandable to us. This is the aspect of Bat Haitalo Avram Avinu. That Avram Avinu had a daughter and her name was Bakor. Bakor. As we see in the Torah, um, that it said Avram had Bakor. Um, this idea that Bakor is her, uh, his daughter. As it said in the Gemara. But now Rabbanu is going to explain this phrase in the Gemara and interpret it in a different manner. The depth. He's going to show us the depth behind this phrase. When it says Bat Avram Avinu had a daughter, what is daughter? Bat Zebchinat Batain. Bat is a reference to this Bat Ayn, the pupil of the eye. This is the blackness of the eye. We know the pupil is the black part of the eye. This is the blackness that we're talking about. What is the blackness that we're talking about? Which contracts and it magbil and it it brings into a certain boundary. And it encompasses within itself all the things that are great that stand in regard to it, that stand opposite it. Meaning all the things that we want to attain can only be attained through this blackness which is able to contract that great light. Higon HaGadol, for example, a great mountain. When it stands before the people of the eye, which is what we call the blackness of the eye. Then the entire mountain is, is has... The, there's a boundary of this mountain created within the people of the eye that's looking at it. 
the entire mountain is becoming contracted within the people of the eye. Because the blackness of the eye is able to contract all great things. And all things are encompassed and seen within the blackness of the eye of the people. And through this we're able to see and attain that thing which we're seeing. For example, even if you look at someone's eye, we know the eye is like a mirror, like a polished mirror. And within the people of the eye, we can see what's standing before a person. If you were to stare at some of the people, you could see literally your own reflection. <clears throat> and we see this with regard to seeing anything, that the thing, the subject that you're looking at is all encompassed within the people of the eye. And what's the people? It's the blackness. So the blackness, is where all the great intellects are contracted in so that we can understand it. The same is true of this lower intellect which contracts and it almost brings down this this great intellect, this supernal intellect and this supernal intellect becomes encompassed within the smaller one. And through this, we are able to see and understand and attain this great level intellect. And this is what it says in Sefer Shemot. And Hashem appeared to him in a flame of fire. What does that mean? That Hashem wanted to enclose within him. I believe this is with regard to Moshe Rabbeinu, um, possibly by the burning bush, that Hashem wanted to enclose within Moshe these perceptions of godliness and to enclose within him the aspect of the pupil that we talked about. And he enclosed within him the aspect of this pupil that, we're, that we just mentioned. And and uh, it says here, look at Tikkun Ezra, Tikkun Vav, Tikkun Yud Aleph, and Tikkun 70. Tikkun 6, Tikkun 11, Tikkun 70, look over there. And this is what it says in Baba Batcha. Batchila, Siman Yafelebanim. When a couple has a daughter born first, their first child is a daughter, Siman Yafelebanim, this is a very good sign for, for sons to follow. Batchila, what does it mean, Batchila, daughter first? This is what we just talked about earlier. Bat'ayin, the people of the eye, which is a reference to what? This lower intellect. Which becomes a tchila, a beginning, and a hakdaman, an introduction to this greater intellect. That's what the pupil is meant for. This, this introduction is the beginning for this greater intellect. It allows us to enter into that great intellect. This is a great sign for sons. What does that mean? Banim. Sons, this is the greater intellect. Bring me my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. What does that mean? Bring my sons. These are the exiles of Babel. Whose minds were composed. Like uh, sons. Meaning the galut that we experienced within Babel, within that time period, the time of Tamil Bavli, etc., the, the, uh, the Mesopotamia area. The, the exile that we had experienced over there, that exile, we still had attained these levels of godliness. We weren't necessarily so, um, so, what do you call it? Unsettled by it, we were composed there, like sons, like sons who are composed. Benotai, what is the aspect of my daughters? 
when it says in that in that uh, Gemara, Elu galiot shebeshara. So these are the exiles with regard to the other lands, not Vaver. Shelatan enam yishevet kevanot that their minds are not settled, just like um, a daughter is. Their minds are constantly racing, troubles this that. Nimtza we find shebanim and bechinat dat meyushevet. We find that sons reference. As the Bhagavan of the Gemara, we can prove that sons reference this composed mind. This is what we call the upper and this greater intellect. That one is able to attain through these introductions. Through these lower intellects. This is what it says. And this is what we saw earlier. Daughter first. Or batchila. Um, it says in Baba Batra when it, you have a daughter first. This is the the lower sechel. This is a good sign for banim sons. What do they mean, sons? As we saw above, this is referencing these intellects that are at a greater level, these supernal intellects, which represent the concept of sons. What do they mean, siman yafe? Good sign. Shebo mesuman that in the sechelat tachton in this lower intellect mesuman are signs umugbal and specifications of hasechelayon of this greater intellect meaning within the lower intellect you have these signs and these specifications of this greater intellect you have included in this greater intellect bechinat it says shiurah de advan deoreta the measurement of the letters of the Torah as we saw bechinat shechora ani benava kana as we saw. I am black, yet I am beautiful. This blackness is a reference to the pupil of the eye, the lower intellect, which encompasses the beauty of the upper intellect. We see here lots of depth, lots of uh, depth, lots of the tikkun lots of secrets that Rabbeinu is revealing. But mamash, this is tremendously practical, as we can see simply the idea of understanding how to teach. But we need a rabbi who is able to teach us these lower intellects and to bring down these greater intellects into the lower intellects. The, meaning, the greater the Rav, we can prove from here, the lower he's able to bring down the teachings. And that's what makes the greatest tzaddik. The greater the tzaddik is, the lower he's able to go. And that is a unique thing that we have to understand. The greater the tzaddik is not someone who separates himself. He's able to lower these concepts into people who are very, very sick. That is the greatest tzaddik possible. And Bezat Hashem, that we have the merit to attach ourselves to a tzaddik like this, who is able to teach us such an awesome light, perceptions of godliness that we've been waiting for for, for thousands of years, until Bezrat Hashem, the coming Mashiach, who is going to reveal all the teachings. Amen. Amen.